Hello dudes, dudettes, duders, and everything in between. Welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I'm your host, Jesse Kester, and today we have a doozy of a guest. It is Ashley. She is Ashley Lowry. She'll be on in just a moment. We got a couple of quick orders of business to power through before we get to that. Uh, what is the, the primary order of business? Is uh, The review, Save the Fish by Healthy Matty Bernsey, the, the uh, filmmaker behind, uh, the filmmaker producer that helped organize the Mimi Page episode that you just heard last week. And oh, a uh, quick, quick welcome to any new guests. Um, that, that seems to have been a popular one. So I'd like to say thank you for tuning in for that. And thank you for tuning back in. It's, it's good to have you on the fish bus. The fi- I just made that up right now. Um, Save the Fish by Healthy Maddie Bernsey. All of the conversations I've heard here are engaging. Woo, that's a nice way to start it off. Gets me, gets me riled up, gets me warm. But I especially appreciate the storytelling series. There it is. That's, that's the type of praise I like is specific. That's, that's where I come alive. The chat with Naomi Beatty is especially sharp. You're welcome. Both the guest and the host are sharp, funny, and insightful. That is absolutely true. I can only speak on the part of the host. I mean, I know that I am sharp, funny, and insightful. And everything I can tell about Naomi Beatty is that she also is sharp, funny, and insightful. And uh, you know what? I'm not even going to mention that, but get ready in a couple of weeks. We got a big we got a big uh, announcement, and it is Naomi adjacent. Not even Naomi adjacent. It, it involves Naomi, but that's called a tease. You'll hear about that in the next couple of weeks. On with Healthy Maddie Bernsey. If you have a story that you've always thought about writing, who doesn't really? That's a parenthetical that he added, not me. Who doesn't really? This episode is a very good place to start. That's absolutely true. The the Naomi Beatty episode really breaks down kind of the structure of, a, of modern cinematic storytelling and uh, how the, why these different beats exist, why they're so common. They all serve a purpose. And we kind of we kind of break it down what those beats are and a little bit of the purpose they serve. Plenty of techniques and additional resources are listed. Five out of five. All right, that is all for my rambling. Without further ado, I give to you, Ashley Lowry. Drops. Morpheus, Morpheus is fighting Neo. <laughs> Nailed it? (laughs) Hashtag nailed it. Welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. My name is Jesse. I'm your host. And today I'm joined by the one, the only, the illustrious... Ashley Lowry. Took you a minute there. What what happened? (laughs) Ashley Lowry of Solar Yellow Human. Ooh, Solar Yellow Human. Dude, okay, the the music's winding down. Don't worry. It is way too long and I'm well aware. And Morpheus is done fighting Neo. Ashley, let's talk about your band names. Uh, okay, we, we'll get into that. Na- names. Names. Well, there was the first one you introduced me to, the Ash Ali, which was like just the most confusing. <laughs> like, yeah, like talk about like regretting a decision creatively. There's the first one. So what we do is we keep track of how often the guest bumps the microphone. We usually we get guaranteed at least one. I'm oh, very, it's, it's my favorite thing in the podcast is, is when it? they bump oh, the good. mic. Yeah, that's why I have it like 
kind of invasive. Okay, because, yeah, I talk with my hands. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the best guests do, and that means they bump it the most, and that's what makes them the best guests well, for me. Well, thank you for this positive affirmation right away. Yes, yeah, yeah. So just if what I'm waiting for, the, 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 the white whale of the fishbowl is the guest who smashes their face onto the microphone. I've got my fingers crossed every episode. All right, we got back up. We're already off the rails. Um, uh, so what we do at the beginning is we do five in five. So um, I'm going to ask you five questions and you have one minute, not but one minute to answer each question. Are mm. you ready? I'm ready. And there will be beeping to keep you on schedule. Okay. All right, let's do it. Question number one. Here we go. Where did you grow up and how did that inform your adult life? I grew up here in Los Angeles. Um, I was raised in the San Fernando Valley. So you can hear the bit of the valley girl. <laughs> you ever lean into it? Lean into? The valley girl accent? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. when I moved to Nashville and I came back, now it's like a little, my twang has kind of disappeared. And Did you pick up the Nashville twang? Oh, I full-blown did. Okay, so the only way growing up in the San Fernando Valley was that you had a bit of a valley girl accent. Anything else? Did it? Oh, no, 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 no. no, I've got more. I've got more. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can tell minute. already that. Oh, yeah, 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 you got sorry. a full minute. Yeah, this this interview, minute. we are not keeping this thing on the rails. <laughs> it is obvious how this is going to go. No, no, no. Okay. What else? I'm sorry. So being raised in Los Angeles um, definitely made me want to be famous, which is kind of sick. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we'll get back into that. Okay. That was the first question. We're, we're getting ready for the second one. You ready? Yes. All right. What is the must engage media, the movie, the book, the television show, the album that everybody should uh, should engage with before they die? From your perspective. Um, I would say um, I would say the Beatles Abbey Road. OK. I think that um, not even just because of. It's not like deep or meaningful. It's just sonically so amazing to experience that, you know, while you're on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to be doing after you leave Earth? Where, where is the next stop for you? What's funny is when you had the fishbowl, I thought about writing that. What That's next stop after Earth? Yeah, like where do you go? Kind of, but I was like, ah, it's a little too like. No, it's yeah, not. That's this. Yeah, that's the space myself. we exist in. Don't <laughs> exactly. censor yourself on this thing. Okay, sorry. You can get as heady as you like. <laughs> well, um, you know, I wish I knew, but I don't. Do you, I'd love to ask follow up <laughs> questions, but time's up. You're doing just fine. Thank you. Question number three: What is the purest source of joy in your life? Ooh, the purest sense of joy is love. That's two. <laughs> is love? It is uh, a sense of feeling that I feel is non-physical. It kind of is beyond our existence. Okay. And it's like probably from another dimension, which is, I think, different than happiness and love, joy. Um, yeah. All right. You still got 30 seconds on oh, the clock. We, Where do you find your love? Um, I mean, I find my love through other human beings, also mm -hmm. through creating. Um, and I think that joy in general is this kind of euphoria that it literally um, just kind of transcends everything and, and heals everything. I got a thought on that about joy and euphoria, and uh, I'd love to share it, but we got to move on. 
Question number four, you're doing just fine. <laughs> Thank you. We can redo these too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what gets under your skin? Ooh. Um, complaining, even okay. though I complain. I, I mean, generally speaking, I guess everything that annoys us for like, Three. uh, is something that we're projecting onto them. It's something that is annoying to about us and other people. <laughs> Here's the thing about complaining. I don't know if this is dictionary, but in my mind, complaining is only complaining if you don't conclude the thought with a possible solution. Mm-hmm. So if the, if you say this sucks and it could be better if we dent dent dent, you're not complaining in my book. Mm-hmm. You're you're moving the dialogue forward. So yes, complaining does drive me insane too. But if you've got a solution, if you got some suggestion, please don't just say what's shitty about every other human and action and thing on this planet. No, I totally agree too. Because there's a difference between like, oh, this is a problem. Now I got to figure it out. Yeah. Gotta talk about it as opposed to there's something. It can be entertaining. Love to talk to you more about this, but all right, last question. You've been, you, you, you've got your EP out. It's, it's pure fire. Uh, what's your advice for people who are just starting out in the musical game? Um, I would say when it comes to, to songwriting or, or do you mean getting it out there? Or Art, making a career, professional. I think, yeah, for me, I feel like I started really becoming a songwriter once I realized that whatever you hear and whatever you write, you just need to record it immediately. Okay. That was the big step for me because it's like I would write and be a writer. And then once I actually just recorded it, mm-hmm. then that was like the big moment of, from not to actually doing it. Got a technical question. When you're recording those, do you also keep a notepad with the chords in case four months later you come back to that recording and you can't replicate it? Like how, what type um, of note taking do you do along with those audio recordings? I just play it and then I can relearn it by ear. Okay. Well, fancy pants, aren't you the best? Oh yeah, I can hear those chords. Because I can play them. I could not do that. <laughs> but you could. And there it is. That was five and five. And to congratulate you for completing it, we give you this gift. Yeah. All right. <laughs> DJ Solar. Just yep. kidding. Solar yellow panels. What is it? Solar, solar panel love yellow fest. human. <laughs> No, I know. I am not picking on you. Just okay. I am going to pick on you. What were you thinking with Ashley? Like, did you were? Did you look at your career and think like, I don't have a Google problem. Let's create one. So, just uh, listeners at home, so you know what I'm talking about. We're talking to Ashley, and her band name was Ash Ali with an A in between the H and the L. <laughs> so yeah, I'm basically defend your choice. Okay, at that moment, this was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, I uh, blame it on the folly of youth. I gave myself like only. F- yeah, I'm so useful. So that I gave myself 24 hours to really decide on it because mm-hmm. I basically was like, all right, I just need to get my stuff out there and not, I didn't want to think too much about it. Mm-hmm. And all I really cared about at the time was that it, people could remember it and that people like, it was easy for people to remember. Also, okay. I, could, I had the domain name. Three, four, that's four now. Wait, you had, you bought Ashley and Ashley? I had Ashley.com. Okay. But now I don't. Cause okay. I'm, I'm, I didn't like you it. You turned anymore. your back on it. I did. Good move. Good move. I think that was wise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I was trying to be all like, you know, I don't know. We don't need to dwell on that. I, uh, and, and this is really bad. This is one of those instances where um, we have a lot, we have had conversations before this. If somebody is coming in cold to this episode, they think like all they know is that I rip on you, for this <laughs> name, which is not the breadth and depth of our, our relationship at all. Well, no, it's okay. Every, all my friends basically opened up and ripped on me for Ashley. Oh, okay. Okay. Even okay. though some people would like it. I think I'd like your friends. 
Yeah. You would. I mean, half of them hate solar yellow human too. <laughs> I'm not on board yet, to be quite honest. I know. I was like, I'm surprised you're not ripping me on that one. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get, I, I want to. So, okay. Before I do that, um, a little peek behind the curtain. I wish I had set this up before. So what we're going to do is uh, right at this moment at, uh, coming up is we're going to stop talking and we're going to play one of your songs, which we'll record after this thing. But to give the audience some idea of what you sound like, here is the first song uh, that you're, you're performing live in studio with us today. Is that correct? You're doing something for I us? I am. What is the title of this song? It's called Battle Lines. Bat- Are you kidding? Yeah. That's my favorite one on the EP. I'm so excited to hear this one live. This is the only reason I do this podcast is so I can have private concerts. <laughs> nice. With people I like. So first up, Battle Lines. And then when we get back, um, I'll, I'll try to keep the, the gushing praise to a minimum as we, as we get through <laughs> Ashley's story. <laughs> doing a good job. There's a chill coming in The darkness blinded him Close your eyes and breathe in As darkness finds us As you walk towards your doom prepared So let's back it up. Let's get this thing on the rails. You grew up in, where was San Fernando, you said? I grew up in the valley. In the valley? In uh, like West Hills. 
and you're doing uh, let's let's bang through it. Let's get you to Nashville as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Just tell us the the overview of how you how you got it, your how you grew up and how you got out there. So I was in a band with my sisters that we started when I was like 15. And um, my is there s- any footage of that on? Oh yeah. What, what was the name of that? Band? It was called the Lowry Sisters. I cannot wait to hear. It. Is, are you are you like the Lennon Sisters or something? No, we were like just three part harmony. Okay. Um, ba- instruments too, or was it all a cappella? It was instruments. I played guitar in that band, and my sister Lauren played keys. Uh huh. Drums, bass. I mean, so it was just the three of us. My sister Allison was the lead singer. And that mm-hmm. was six. six. Yep. And um, love it. This is a this is a like a good episode. Really, <laughs> awesome. really strong. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh shoot, I just forgot what I was saying. <laughs> you were you were telling about your sisters in the band and who did what? Oh yeah. Did you have so, other members who weren't sisters? So we would have like hired band. Oh, okay. Okay. As a rhythm section. Okay. So you guys are rocking. Are you, are you making any impact here in LA or are you kind of like, how's it, how's it going when you're doing the band with them? Well, them, you know, it was actually pretty good. We had our, our mom was our manager, mm-hmm. our momager, uh-huh. our dad was our recording engineer. Did you get, you had audiences, fans? Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, we, in, in California with my mom managing, she got us in a lot of fairs and we we're doing a lot of festivals. Okay. And then she got us actually that um, USO tour where we went to. Um, Where'd you end up on that one? So that first one, we went to Cuba, mm-hmm. Guantanamo Bay and um, Honduras. Wait, you've been to Guantanamo Bay? Yes. What the hell was that like? What were you doing? <laughs> it was, what? This- it was weird. You know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't look like Cuba. Actually, mm-hmm. like the landscape kind of just looks like Southern California. And they've got little banana rats yep, all throughout. Yep. And so we weren't really able to leave the base. Uh, yeah, of and course. And so the base course. looks very American, yep. you know, just like plain condos and stuff. But then, um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, looking back at it, it is a little, it was a little strange. Like, I remember... Were you aware of the politics when you went there? I mean, I've had a big shift in my politics since okay. I was there. You know, I, I was pretty Republican at that time. And now I'm like pretty centrist, more liberal. Your parents Republican too? You grew yeah, up in that? grew up Republican. Okay. So when you went to Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay, you were just like, cool, we're playing for the soldier. And like, how? Yeah. At the time I was like, oh, I had seen that like maybe they were like abusing, you know, terrorists And that's another question there. is how far in are we at that point? Like, I don't know where you're at in that, your ages and how deep, like how much is known about what's going on in that area. Um, yeah, like I kind of, I knew like what was happening, okay. but it, like we never went to the actual prison. Of course. Oh yeah. You weren't doing the show for the, the prisoners. No, but I mean, we were doing the show for the prison guards. Yeah. 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 And I remember, I mean, the most kind of, uh, bleak part about it was, uh, we were doing a Cat Stevens cover, mm-hmm. which was, uh, Shale Crow had covered the first cuts the deepest and they yep. started yep. shouting, bring him here, bring him here. He's a Muslim, Cat Stevens. Oh, so the the U.S. Army was screaming, "Bring him here!" Okay, <laughs> so they're a little over enthusiastic. Well, I mean, and also missing the point of the song. No, they want to bring him to the prison. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Is like just because he's Muslim. Yeah, they're yeah. saying like he needs to be in our jail. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like they're they're uh, not just doing their job. They're loving their job down there. If they're shouting, bring them here about any Muslim, then they're all in on the seven, seven. seven. 
That's kind of intense. That's yeah. No, you're in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can move on from Guantanamo Bay. No, but if other you want. than that, I mean, that's, that's and just, just so we're clear, I don't hold you responsible for. I'm just asking what your no, experience was. But there, in general, it was still an awesome experience. Like, yeah, it was um, the Marines, and mm-hmm. it was very like everyone very proper, which was kind of you know surprising that they did that. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. Like the captain gave us a tour of his like teak wood house. And, you know, it was like, it was, you know, gave us a little captain coin and I've got one of those. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I was shooting a USO tour and we went to several bases and one of them gave me the coin and I was just gleeful bubbling over. Totally. I yeah. gave one of those coins to my, one of my friends in the, a, into the air force mm-hmm. and she was so, actually it was my sister that gave it to her cause I lost mine and she, uh, you know, had all this like power, I guess you throw it at a bar. Yep. Like you yep. get a drink. Yep. 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 I haven't. That's one for me. I don't drink, so it didn't. I have never used it. I just look at it and think somebody thought I was cool enough to receive this, and I feel pretty happy. <laughs> and no, I'm not. I'm not expecting. Like you weren't supposed to go to Guantanamo Bay and defend the rights of those who couldn't defend. Like you were. I'm just trying to suss out. Well, at that time, I I had a hundred percent like hope in our country. I thought our country was doing the right thing. Okay. You know who was president at the time? What was? I think that was Bush. Okay. And then when I, I went on another USO tour to, to England, like 2000, um, not England, to Europe, to Germany in 2012. And then my political views were very different. I was actually going through a phase where I was super conspiracy theorist. Okay. Wh- which ones did you lean into? Which, which were your favorite conspiracy theories? Um, the chemtrails. Okay. <laughs> That's definitely one of them that, you know, a friend, a really eccentric friend pointed out to me and I was like, well, what is it? What is it? You know? But now, generally speaking, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like, generally speaking, which ones do you still kind of keep in the back pocket for when you... Um, I think that there is... I wouldn't call it a conspiracy, but I think that there is a just motivation for money and greed to be more important than like the greater good, which I wouldn't consider that a conspiracy, just more of like a collective consciousness of yeah. wrongdoing. Yeah, I don't top. think that's a... Cons- I think yeah. like that's uh, being kind of hypersensitive to... T- talk around it's a capitalist society that we're in it's not a conspiracy theory there's no mystery to it we have wall street the dollar is a, a metric is kind of the primary metric that we use right now for success or failure in in the, when we're talking about the entire country as a collective that's not a conspiracy that's just how we frame success and failure in this country and that means yeah you're you're you're, you're safe on that one mm-hmm and that has been Political Screeds by Jesse Kester. Moving on. Can we, I'm going to, I promise you, I'm going to try not to steamroll this whole conversation. No, it's okay. So, um, uh, the, the, the Lowry sisters, mm-hmm. they're doing some touring. They're doing some, some shows here and there. Um, when, when do you, when and why do you make the decision to go to Nashville? So we were doing at the time pop country music. Mm-hmm which was very random. I, I was kind of young. It wasn't necessarily, I just was like, let's just do nine. nine. Let's just, I You're going for a world record. Yeah. I mean, my sister, Allison, she, I mean, this is what, 20 years ago now. Are you all a letters? Allison, Lauren, and Ashley. Okay. Yeah. Ashley. Okay. So there's an L in there. Yeah. Get out of here, Lauren. But like Allison really loved Shania Twain okay. and, uh, Dina Carter is kind of country girl. That's, uh, under the radar, but it was really good. And she was the singer and she, it was really like 
and we love Cheryl Crow. So yeah. it was kind of like this and Tom Petty. So it was kind of this like adult contemporary kind of mm-hmm. country band. Um, and my sister Lauren loved like pop music and kind of rock music. And then I always like, like indie music. So, who, are, who are your guys? Um, I mean, I love Radiohead and, okay. you know, all of them, you know, Sigros and oh, okay. 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 Um, I mean, I loved Wilco. It was a huge band for me for a long time. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we decided to move to Nashville. I mean, I was, I was a bit young, but I basically was just kind of going along with the family, mm-hmm. but I also, how old were you at this point? I was 19. Okay. So I was just like, as I was saying before, when you were saying, how's LA shape you? Mm-hmm. I felt like growing up in LA, the idea to want to be kind of, to be famous is very that normal. Was, that was a big one that like, and kind of a, not a shameful one, but that's one that people usually try to bury that. Like mm-hmm. the, nobody's like, I had the shallow dream of being famous. <laughs> that's me saying it right now. Yeah. That, and that, that was kind of like, it made my ears twitch when you said that. And I'm glad, I'm glad we're coming back to it. So what, like, are you still feeling that way? Like that? Oh. You know, to be honest, my motivation I want to be successful okay. and I want the best that can happen. I want, I want to get the music out to many people to hear, mm-hmm. but yeah, like when I was 18 and a teenager and I'd watch TRL and want to be on the countdown, it's definitely different. Was Carson Daly still hosting or am I too old? It was definitely Carson Daly. Oh, oh yeah. What a sweetheart. But yeah, when I was young, you know, that's what I would look up to. And I, you know, I, those were my motivations and, yep. but also, you know, generally speaking, I feel like California and Los Angeles, there's like no shame in the promo game, you know, <laughs> and Nashville's like that too. That might be the title of the episode. Ashley <laughs> Lowry has no shame in the promo game, but I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we moved to Nashville to try to make it in the, in the pop country circuit. And then Nashville, while we lived there, started growing and then became out of nowhere, this kind of cool indie music scene. And it was just totally thriving of sing, like really good songwriters, all different types of genres. And like every, every person you talk to is like a musician. Did, did Nashville chew you up and spit you out or did you get some traction over there? Um, well, Nashville, I, th- I think that we had some traction, but it is like a, it's like a pond, you mm-hmm. know, it's like you can, we were a little bit of, you know, medium sized fish in a pond, Okay, you know, where we didn't chew us out, but like literally like my sister's a real estate agent there now. And they'll be like, Oh, the Lowry sisters, like you're the Lowry sister, you know? Like, oh, okay. So there was, there was yeah, some recognition like, it's over a small there. Town. Like, yeah. I mean, it was a small town. So it's like, you go out and like, Oh, you're from the Lowry sisters. And yeah, da, 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 da. but, yeah. um, you know, I feel like we got respect in the city. Okay. You know, that's, that's kind of like that, a, a really good definition of success is if you can get respect in the industry you're working in, then, how do you define success if it was uh, fame before? Like, how has that shifted for you over the years? I mean, now I consider uh, I consider success basically being able to create and do what you do the best you can do mm-hmm. and have other people like it. So, like, when you tell me that you like the record, you listen to it. Literally, that means everything to me. Like, I'm just like, thank God. Like, yes. <laughs> you know? I mean, do it's a weird thing. Like I don't, I don't feel vulnerability about my work, even though I I know where it falls short of the mark. 
but uh, did a feature two years ago, put it out last year and love it from the bottom of my heart. No, it's shortcomings. But if somebody says that sucks, like I can't feel it. Do you feel it when people dislike your music? Or oh, you so, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, Tell me more about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if you know, I'm as um, Erica Badu said in quote, mm-hmm. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. And that is exactly what I am. I mean, but are you not getting to a point like you listen to the EP and it, it, from my perspective, it feels like you're getting to a point where there's you're either going to uh, like it or love it or just be like, ah, I get it, but it's not for me. Like there's a certain there's a certain polish to it, a certain level of, of skill underneath it all that are you getting hate mail still? No, okay. no, not at all. But it's just generally speaking, it, if I like, like any kind of I'm not very good at taking like negative feedback generally speaking mm-hmm. as a person, you know, I don't think that I'm not getting negative feedback on this, but just in general, like it does crush me. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, and I think in general, I think it's smart I, that other artists that are more successful, they purposely don't read reviews on like anything. And I think that that might be a way that I'd like to go just because of course, you know, not everybody's going to like everything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like if if they don't like it, it's probably just not for them anyway. There's no amount of of skill and polish you could put on it that would make them like it. It's just not what they are into at a certain point. Totally. I mean, and I wish I could have that, but literally, like, it just if it's something that's like, eh, it'll mm-hmm. affect every cell in my body without me consciously doing anything about it. You oh, know, you sensitive little dog. I am very sensitive. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I have to, you know. I have and that, some people could probably see that as like a real issue. And like, you know, I need to surround myself with 10 that like, you know, I need positive ideas on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. Then there's that, that question is how do you balance that out? Because like, if, if all you, if all you can handle is the good, how do you make sure that you're not in a, in a vacuum or an echo chamber where it's just like, you know, you've, you've, you've only kept around the people who dig what you do. How do you protect yourself from protecting yourself? Um, well, I mean, I guess I'll just get personal. Like I'm, yeah, I had been working with my family for so long and Mm -hmm. I remember like my dad had said, you know, like I had been working on the song, actually it was honest man. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Oh, you need to stop working on that song. Like you need another song. It's not that great. Like da, 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 da. And I was like, dad, don't ever say anything to me if it's not positive ever again. (laughs) Like, but you know, then, and then he's just like, you're so arrogant. I'm like, no, literally, like, I just can't hear it because it'll just demotivate me. And so then now it's like his favorite song. He loves it. OK, but it's just like putting those boundaries of like somebody's just like, ah, you need a better song. Da, da, da. It's just like if I hear that and if I don't like kind of push it away, it will stop me. But did you keep tweaking the song after he said that or no, was it? That's OK. Song. So it's all psychological. It's just like, and okay. people aren't necessarily doing it to be mean. People just have their opinions, but it does affect me and I can't be in denial of it. I have okay. to just be like, no, nope. I have to put that boundary up and be like, not going to hear it. And then, and then especially, let me preface this all this. Please. please this please. is all while. Is that 11? Every, it is. Okay. This is all while everything is being in the creative process. Yeah. So once it's made, it's one thing to just, oh, get bad reviews or whatever like that. You can kind of brush it off your shoulder. Mm-hmm. But like it'll affect your art process if people are just kind of saying, no, don't do this. No, don't, don't do that. I don't like that. It's just like, yeah. Okay. Well, we're getting into something about feedback there is um, if you say, no, don't do that for me, that's like useless. Like just don't exactly. even open your mouth. If you say, what if we tried 
over here? Or what if we, what if you did, you know, uh, uh, two courses before the bridge or whatever it is, like you've got it. Like what we were saying a, a bit ago is if it's solutions oriented, it's not complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I, I have no problem with, I like to collaborate with people who they don't like it. They go, Oh, I don't like this. I have this idea instead. Yeah. This is better. Yeah. What if we tried? What if we exactly. tried? We don't have to keep it, but let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. So yeah. Like if I, I'm totally open to that type of criticism or even like, they don't even have to have an idea, but just be mm-hmm. open to adding something as opposed to like, just kind of knocking stuff down. Here's the thing. The honest truth is um, like, uh, I'm, I misjudge people. Like I listen to your record and I think like, Oh, she must be impenetrable. No, I'm an artist. I'm sensitive. See though. That's the thing is I'm sitting here. Like nobody can tell me anything new about the stuff I've done. I know everything that's shitty. Any mark I didn't hit. I know you can't, you could go through my entire catalog of work and say like, this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. No, it cannot be new information. Like I, I am so intimate with that that I don't know. I don't like, I just don't, I don't, it's, I, I think your experience is more common in the world of art of mm-hmm. that, that type of sensitivity and that like that it can, you can feel it deeply. Um, but that's the least common experience for me. And I, I, I really, I didn't mean to, to, no, 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 to no. needle you the no, way I did. Good. If no, I did, of course not. That's why I'm excited about selling these bath salts, to be honest. is Because you don't have to be emotionally exactly. involved in it's each It's a fucking one. bag of salts. It's a product <laughs> that is not like my soul. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like, you know, the music, it's not only is it, like, everything I'm toiling after and, like, working hard on. It's mm-hmm. also... It's, you're it's, naked. Exactly. It's, it's that, and I'm expressing, you know, my emotions and it's also just yeah it is naked it's like a piece of me it's like here i am yep. and it's like it's weird to sell it as a product because it's a it's a product that is doesn't sell b <laughs> <laughs> it's priceless you know <laughs> it's priceless and no one's buying that's that's where we are at in the music industry exactly. right now the best work that's ever been done is being done now and <laughs> nobody wants to pay for it. But I mean, I have heard that Spotify is now paying more money. And like, if you do make, you know, millions of views or Mm -hmm. listens, like you can actually make a living off of it. So it's kind of exciting. Like it's not as bad as it was like six months ago. Yeah. 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 But anyway, here I should give my professional. Give us the pitch. Give us the PR. So, um, I'm going to have a LP releasing Mm -hmm. one single at a time. Um, Battle Lines will be released on the 24th. Okay. Uh, and then... Of this month? Of this month. What's today? It's the 17th. Okay, we're going to have you... I think this episode will come out before the 24th. And... Yes, it, it will. It'll be the 22nd, if that's okay, okay with you. That's perfect. That's okay. perfect. So, yeah. So, and you know... Um, sorry. <laughs> so, you're going to be doing one single a month? One single a month. The first song is going to be Battle Lines... And uh, the second song is going to be a song called Little Ponds. I have, have I heard that one? Is that on the, e- the yeah, so, but, LP? The yeah, EP? and like, you know, for now, I do have some secret hidden tracks on SoundCloud. Okay. And we can kind of give people a link to it. They just want to do a little preview before the release. Yep, you'll find that in the, the information on this podcast. Like, if you go into your app, you can scroll through and we'll have, we'll have the links for that. But I'm really excited to, you know, I just want to get the music out to people. Mm-hmm. 12. 
Uh, so, so you got eight, eight songs coming up, one a month. That feels good. Mm-hmm. If I could have them all yesterday, that would be nice, but I'll, I'll, I'll bite my tongue and wait for them. Yeah. Are they good? They're very good. All recorded already? Or are you still working um, in the studio? There's the seventh song is still needing to be mixed. Mm-hmm. And the eighth song is kind of a mess right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's, have you played it for your dad? Has he given you feedback yet? Now I feel so bad that I said that about him. But, no. <laughs> but um, yeah. You're kind of lucky there, though, because he's your dad. Like, you can tell him to STFU on this exactly. topic, but you're still family. Like, exactly. you, you still got each other and, in your corner. And, you know, he listened and, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't being a jerk. It's just he literally, that's what he thought. And yeah, we've yeah. been a, kind of, we had worked together on music for so long that, you know, yeah, but I mean, generally speaking, I feel bad to put him under the bus on the air. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> we, his, I forget. Like pe- people have feelings about their art. I totally, totally don't experience it that way. So it's it's. Uh, well, it's just. I think it would be different if, especially when a songwriter is writing stuff about their own feelings. Mm-hmm. It's what there's a lot of songwriters that that are great and will write about a different person's story. And I think that's what makes it a little bit different. It's kind of like... Y'all need to check the video because she just did this maneuver of hand gesturing right through the one open space on the microphone and did not hit it. <laughs> I'm but, evolving. Yeah, no, the skill in that, the precision was beautiful. That was surgical the way you did that hand gesture. That was, that was totally that game, the, the surgery game. Um, what were we talking about? Um, maybe I'll find it. <laughs> Creating emotions, putting your own emotions Oh, online. yeah, like I feel like if you were writing... a a movie mm-hmm. that was truly just like about you and mm-hmm. just you and like, and then all the feelings that you feel and then you presented it and then people were, you know, were just like, eh, yeah. Hurt. yeah. It's different than you're just like coming up with stories and you're creating something. It's still a part of you, but when it's literally just like, Oh, here I am. Yep. And the other thing is that, that, um, I get that you don't is, uh, that, when you're making a movie, you got a team of a dozen, two dozen, three dozen, 500 people. And even with the smallest of crews, you get to hide behind oh, that yeah. a, lot, a bit. Like, Well, that's the thing with the Lowry sisters, I was able to hide a mm-hmm. lot. So now it being me is a totally different thing when it comes to that. Is you, it, ha- you have to be your own like hard shell. Is it worth it? I mean, are you ever going to retreat back to, to a not front person? Um, yeah, I mean, I ideally wouldn't mind that, you know, um, really? you, you would, well, I even feel like with this record, like, yeah, technically it's, it's, you know, Ashley Lauer, it's solar yellow human, but mm-hmm. I do feel like the musicians that played on that record are like the pivotal part of that sound, mm-hmm. you know, where I feel like artistically, it's not necessarily like, this is just my face, you know? Okay. Okay. So you got enough, like you can emotionally lean on the band that you're not totally, yeah, I mean, vulnerable. Well, um, not disproportionately vulnerable. I mean, yeah, like well, you still I, feel that safety of a teamwork. Yeah, well, I feel that, and I also feel like there's such a benefit to to that. Yeah, but when you're, but it's also like when I'm marketing it as just me, there is something about it like representing me. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Because here's essentially what I want is for you to have just the right environment for you to put the absolute maximum of yourself out into the public sphere. Cause I feel like it's really good. Thank you. And from inside of you, it might not feel really good. Like the, you know, you got all that self doubt and that well, you no, might have oh, or no, whatever no, no. it is. Well, then, no, to be honest, I mean, I'm sensitive cause 
I mean, I guess I've just been rambling too much when you ask no, me if no, I'm no. sensitive. But I, I am sensitive, but I'm also super, I am confident about it. But I can't, like, you know, my yeah. my point is, like, yeah, I feel, but I'm also, like, uh, I, I feel very confident in the music. I'm very proud of yeah. it. Oh yeah, obviously. If, yeah. if you listen to your record and you're like, I don't know yeah. if it's working, then that's like a shortcoming on your part. Like if you, if you can't technically analyze it and be like, yeah, this is so good. this is solid, then that's that's on that's totally on you. That's um, but what I mean is that um, the the absolute most maximum yourself that you can be in the artistic sphere. That's how much I want you to be yourself in the artistic sphere. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to. That's what oh, I'm trying thanks. to say. Yeah, and. Um, uh, you want to do the first poll? Sure. I'm going for another question. Or you want me to do my own question? Do whatever you want. It can be a blind poll. Is it supposed to be my own? Um, it is supposed to be whatever you want. Okay. You do you, do you boo. <laughs> what was the worst morning you've ever had? What was the worst morning you've ever had? Morning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm pretty lucky I've never had any real devastating life event, which, you know, in life will happen. I mean, what's the hardest funeral you've been to, though? My grandmother. You love her? You close? Oh, yeah. We were close. You're allowed to ring the bell, too, you know. What's the bell do? It ends the conversation. Whatever we're talking about, we're not talking about that anymore as soon as you ring it. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Sorry. I missed that. I got to set this up better. (laughs) I got to explain what the whole program is. (laughs) I mean, I figured you're moving on to the next segment, but I didn't know I could do it. My turn. I want one of yours. Is this one of yours? Let's see. If money wasn't an issue, where would you live? That's mine. Okay. That's, that's a little bit light. We can, we can uh, pull back the veneer of heavy <laughs> topics and where, where, where's your dream destination? I got mine. Um, to be honest, I don't necessarily know what would be my ideal place. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to travel even more to really know. Um, but if, if I had all the money, that it wouldn't be a problem. To be honest, I kind of secretly want to have a, like a million dollar sailboat and just go all around. Okay. okay. But I don't know if that'll ever happen. That's okay. But I watch a lot of YouTube videos. On, so, on <laughs> aspirational, inspirational media right there. <laughs> so I do want to just kind of, you know, it would be fun just to go to islands and see different things. Okay. But yeah, I don't know where my spot to like live for like the rest of my life is. That one doesn't count because I didn't hear it in the microphone. Okay, there so we go. I'm getting better. Yeah. I, uh, for me, olive farm in Spain, just a small one living out in the, in the desert. You ding it. I'm sick of ding. There you go. Pull the next one. What have you got? That counted. What are we 13? up to? 13? I don't know. Well, this is printed solutions. Judging from the news and the way people talk, the end days are nigh. I say fooey. Let's talk about what's wrong and how we can fix it. All right. Now that you've practiced it, here's the music. Read it over in the correct tone for this music. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Solutions. Judging from the news and the way people talk, the end days are nigh. I say fooey. Let's talk about what's wrong and how we can fix it. Oh, you got 20 seconds left on the solutions music. So the okay. reason it's printed is because uh, the first episode we did, we hadn't had any guests on, so I had to put some in. So I was like, I'm going to come up with my own ideas. Well, this is great because I feel like this is taking us back to that political conversation you're having. Yes. And now I can actually have an answer. <laughs> and the music's up. And Morpheus is done fighting Neo. All right. What what solutions have you got? What, have, what, what do you want to put on the table? Um, I think we should stop using plastic. 
right there with you. F it on those single-use plastics. <laughs> and right here is the grocery bag. I mean, that's the thing. Obviously, I live in America, and I, I'm not, like, super religious on it. I, mm-hmm. But I do feel like, as a culture, if we, you know, anyway, we could also be the change ourselves. But, um, you know, like when you go to Europe, you can, everyone's using, like, you know, mugs while they're walking around. Why not? Exactly. I mean, I, I have a lid on this one because I go driving and I don't want my water everywhere. And also if we're recording and I bump it and knock it over, that's going to be embarrassing. So, yeah, I think that some problems that we can fix is basically just with the environment. Yep. Yep. Single use plastic is up there. Um, I think that we should, you know, stop using gas in our cars. <laughs> but I mean, there's so many different things that can be. There's so many, you know. Um, here's one. Stop thinking that, um, like, don't fall into the 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 myth of radicalization. Um, the, the going hard left or hard right on any political issue is is a, a trick of the brain, um, and and don't 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 fall for it. Liberals aren't. The, the hard left isn't out there looking for ways to murder babies and steal your paycheck and give it to immigrants just as much as the, the hard right isn't looking to murder immigrants. Like, th- stop it with this this extremism. We are all people. We all want the best for for each other. And we need to engage any and every dialogue with the totally. assumption that the person sitting across from us also wants the best. We have different ideas on how to achieve the best for those of for ourselves and for those around us. But it is we are not, you know, people who aren't you aren't uh, uh, murder psychos. We're all just people. So so ease off the throttle, everyone. That's my my solution. Think of the other people around you, even those who are diametrically opposed to you in the political spectrum as human beings who still want the best for those around them. Yeah. Did, ring a ding ding. Uh, sure. All right. Yeah. That's great. Oh, oh, which one's that? No. What person, living or not, would you most want to spend a day with and Why? The weird thing is we've got hundreds in here and before each episode, I'll pull two or three out and we have gotten two of the three that I've pulled out. I know. The yeah, episode. totally. Um, so yeah, I would want to hang out with Stevie Wonder. All right. Why? So we could jam. All right. I would want to hang out with, with Abraham Lincoln so I could say to all my friends that I hung out with Abraham Lincoln. That would be pretty awesome. Your turn to ring a ding ding the thing. Man, you dinged the hell out of that one. <laughs> oh, about Me Too movement. Anything Ew. you want to say? Uh, I would say, when you asked me earlier about like pet peeves, I have a little bit of a pet peeve with men that get so annoyed with the Me Too movement. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> when they're just like, this, oh, we're, like, we're not able to say whatever we want to say. And it's like, first of all, if you're not an asshole, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's not gonna affect you in a bad way yep, yep if you're yep, yep. if you're nice and you don't like you know you're probably putting women down and they're bothered by it if you feel like it's an issue when people bring it up yeah 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 uh can i ask you a question about the me too movement mm-hmm. how would you like to see more men and women becoming allies like what what are what are actionable items that we can be doing to uh, to, to be a positive influence on this movement. Well, I think, you know, obviously there should be men 
experience the same thing as women mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe in smaller percentages, but you know, a man, it can be, you know, especially you know, children, little boys, like it's not just for women. Yeah. So I think it only being about women is not necessarily correct. So, you know, bringing that forward. Like, and also I think that, you know, there's different, I will let you explore this idea because it is not my place to say the Me Too movement should really be about men. Well, that's what but I'm I saying, hear, though. Is I want to hear what you're thinking. Is that the fact that you can't, you're afraid to say that, I feel like is a problem in it. And, and the fact of it being allies, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, I mean, there's men have been raped. Men have had this happen. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, men get sexually harassed. But I do think that um, as a woman, there's so much that a woman has to deal with just walking down the street yep, yep, that I yep. feel like this movement has brought two guys attention that just have no clue. Cause I feel like also if you are not an asshole guy, you literally, most of them, most men don't really understand what it is that they're, what women are dealing with because they're not acting that way to women. So they don't, they're like, Oh wait, this is happening. Yes. Also like we don't get hooted and hollered at, day by day when we're like, we just don't know. You can't know what you don't know. I can't know what it's like to, to experience the, exactly. the world as a woman. And it's like, I mean, as a man, you still have to worry about getting mugged, but it's mm-hmm. like, you don't have to worry about your vagina getting mugged. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a different thing. Yeah, It's yeah. something that people can take from you just while you're out in public. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's something that people can steal from your inside yes, where men don't have to deal with that. Just generally speaking on a day-to-day basis, worrying about it in the back of their mind. And maybe I'm a little overly paranoid about it, but I feel like you have to be in order to avoid certain situations. What? Why would you be overly paranoid? Of, like that's a weird way to frame it. That <laughs> I, I think we have empirical evidence that 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 sexual assault happens. So what, how are you? How? Why would you say like I'm overly worried? Well, I don't know. If it's overly. I just think it's a shame that it has to be anywhere in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. But it does. Yeah. 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 No. No. In, in in an ideal world, nobody would ever have to worry about that at all. And, uh, let's, I do think we can be working to an ideal world. Like we, why not? So, you know, I, I do think that for men just to be a little bit more understanding that that's like what women have to deal with and not take such a like, Oh, they're attacking men. It's like, it's not an anti-men thing. It's just, you know, literally like, you know, if somebody, if a girl asks you to walk her to her car, maybe not be like, Oh gosh, just be like, Oh no, actually, you know, or like if a woman's out in public, and you want to talk to her, realize that like she has her own little space bubble. 14, 15, 16, 16, 17, 18, 20. Those don't count. Get out of town. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I, I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for, for your insight. I'm going to ding and pull the thing. I feel like I don't want an interview sucks. Now I feel like I'm finally warmed up. Okay. We'll, we'll start over right now. I can totally do that. What inspires you? Ooh, Rain on a dewdrop leaf. Rain on a dewdrop. <laughs> how big is this dewdrop? It's just accumulating. And how much rain do you need on it to get inspired? Um. Wow, that's seventeen. Um, what inspires me? That's freaking fifteen. Those other ring it. Those the, the thumbs still count. That was that wasn't on purpose. That anyway. one was, no, that one counts. That's fifteen. Yeah. But all those other oh, okay. all oh, the yeah. intentional thumbs. It's accidental. Okay. 
Well, you can re-listen, recount it. I'm just okay. Kidding. Oh, I will with the little clicker. This is the <laughs> most important part of the interview. Um, what, what does inspire you? I think what inspires me is the beauty in life and the experience of um, just kind of, I guess you could say it's a higher vibration, mm-hmm. but honing in something that's just kind of amazing. Do you feel a record first or do you think it first? Like, is it an intellectual dive or are you like, ah, I want to do one on sadness. Let's bust out the D minor. Um, mine is definitely way not intellectual. Okay. I'm pretty much, I think I've never been diagnosed with it, but I'm pretty sure I'm ADD and dyslexic. Okay. So my brain is like, it's got like 10 things going on at once Mm -hmm. and it's, I'm definitely like, what is the personality type? Like, I-N-F-J. Dude, I don't know what any of that yeah. means. I see it every so, now and then well, and I'm, I'm a, like, what? Exactly. So I'm a perceiver or I'm a feeler more than okay. a thinker, like to the extreme. Okay. So, um, you know, I almost feel like the more technical I understand something, the more it hinders me. Do you do a lot of the post work? I mean, are you in on the sessions looking at the pro tools and doing like, do you get in on that? What I do. What do you, what are you doing at that stage? Like what's your influence? How do you, how do you. So, you know, I've been really lucky to work with uh, Neil Baldock, mm-hmm. um, who literally won like engineer of the year in New Zealand. Awesome. And he's insane. Oh yeah. 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 You're, you've got this New Zealand team. Yeah. You mentioned that. But he's also one of my really good friends. Mm-hmm. So, and when we made this record, it was just like a kind of magical spell. You mm-hmm. know, it was literally like, you know, he had extra time. Like right now he's super busy. Yeah. But at that time, like he had time, I had time and we just smoked a lot of weed and drank a lot of whiskey and literally, I know <laughs> like I was coming from Nashville. It's like, all you do is drink. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, we, um, I think Margot Price might have mentioned that once or twice on every single song she's ever written. <laughs> that there's there's a little bit of booze floating around Nashville. Yeah, they say it's they the the thing they say is it's a drinking town with a music problem. That's pretty good. Yeah, is that on bumper stickers like "Keep Austin Weird"? I don't, it's <laughs> just literally like something that people say. It's like we're a drinking town with a music problem. It literally is. But anyway, I definitely had a drinking problem and didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Not really a drinking problem, but I are, drank a lot. Are you sober now, or are you no, just tempering I, it a little bit? I just drink every like I have a, one beer at night. Okay, you know. Okay, and that's back when you were hitting it hard, or is that now? This is now. Oh, okay, I was gonna say you weren't hitting it that hard. One no, beer no, no. a day is we not literally so. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. naturally night owl and we would just take a pot of coffee. I believe you're the kind who can be any kind of owl. Like if you need, you can switch from night owl to day owl. All you need is like a day to reset or a half day or something. It's exactly what I am. I believe that. And I like to sleep. It's kind of bad. Yeah. But if if you're like, okay, we're working from midnight to eight in the morning. Okay. That's what we'll do next week. Exactly. Let's do it. I could do that. I mean, now that I'm getting a little bit older, I don't know if I can get away with it. It gets harder to switch. Yeah. 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 yeah, But at this time it was like this golden moment of like, we were living, breathing it just constantly working together. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'd brew a cup of coffee and put some whiskey in it and just drink that the whole night through. And that's what I'm listening to on, on the that's EP what you're listening is, to. Okay. And so literally like the recordings were, you know, like 
one of the songs, um, Little they, Pond. They do have that dirty, like, coffee whiskey feel yeah, to them. They got what, a bit of that yeah, in there. The DNA like, is there. That's what I was wondering. Like, I was really influenced by um, Ryan Adams mm-hmm. and a uh, huge fan. And I loved his vocals where he just kind of would crack and mm-hmm. you could just tell that, like, he just really a good. Cr- there's nothing like it. Perfect vocals have nothing on, on a good crack at the, just the right time. When- totally. When you just, you know... So I was at the time using, I was trying to get this vocal vibe of super relaxed and Mm kind of just like not caring and it just having this edge to it. Yeah. You know, at that, you now I'm, I'm changing my vocals a little bit more. I'm training myself to be a little bit more like full body breath and you know, I'm, I'm actually, my voice I think is actually getting better. Then when are you, I taking, are you this, doing lessons? Like, do you have an instructor or, you know, I don't take lessons. Um, my tips from your coworkers as well, you're in I the get, studio. I actually get tips from my fiance cause he's a vocal producer. Oh, okay. And That's not a bad pair. No. So he'll like, he'll just say little things like he's kind of an empath too. He's like a closeted empath. That's like never fully come out and said it, you know, mm-hmm. but he can just like see you and see where your tension, tension in your body is. And he'll just be like, Oh, your tension's in your throat and you relax your face. And I, yep, yep. I'll do it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like all of a sudden my skills have been getting better just from little tidbits. Yeah. Very yeah, small. Yeah. Not to throw him under the bus. Well, okay. Let me frame this a little bit. I am obviously, I am not an empath. Obviously, like I have no concept what other people are feeling. No empathy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have intellectual empathy. Like if I think it down, I'm. I, I want all humans on this planet to be happy and comfortable, excited about every day when they wake up. Uh, but when I look at people's face, I can't. I can't guess what their, where their tension is and how they're, mm-hmm. does it ever get under your nerves? Like, are you ever just like, come on, man, let me just be in my stress oh, totally. right now. Oh yeah. Well, you know, yeah, of course it's like, you know, he's very like, he'll be like set up straight and just kind of mm-hmm. like OCD about it a little bit. And yeah, um, yeah. but at the same time it does actually help, but it is a it little does. bit like, all right, totally my, helps. your OCD isn't like, all right, let's separate totally the two. Totally helps. And it's, yeah, it totally, my wife is the same way. She's got lots of tips and tricks about how I could be sitting up straighter and. But I didn't, you know. <laughs> I was going to ding. I don't know why I did that. Wow. Yeah, oh, that's not it. We can high five. You don't have to take it back. You don't have to rescind that one. You were, you were right. Uh, indie filmmaking. That's all it is. It just says indie filmmaking. There's no indie filmmaking. Um, yeah, indie films are great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you do some, we'll get you into indie filmmaking. We'll do a video for you. That's a a short film based on your songs. And we'll, we'll have more to talk about after that one. You're on your deathbed. What's the accomplishment? First of all, my, my condolences. What are you thinking now? What's your home run? You and, know, I don't, uh, we're talking deathbed today, not 80 years from now. Yeah, exactly. You know, I know we've been talking about this whole thing, but I honestly think that I'm the most proud of the accomplishment of making that, you know, the CP. That's yeah. high five on that. That was not going in for a ding. <laughs> that's the ding. I agree with you. It's if that's what you're most proud of, you have your, your, uh, your needles are aligned. Well, like you've got a, a good sense of self. It's a good record. Thanks. Describe a moment where you were obsessed with someone, something, someone, something, someone or something. <laughs> Sorry. There was a slash in between there that I didn't read. <laughs> um, well, we have, um, I was obsessed with the shins. 
which I know every like yeah. college student is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not very cool. Yeah. Uh, um. You want to wind down? Sure. All right, because we still got the we got the music to get to. Oh yeah. Okay, then what we're gonna do is uh, we'll do the wind down music. But don't you don't you turn this podcast off before the end of the wind down music because we have one more song coming up at the end. Can you tell us what the title of that song will be? Uh, the second song. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm going to do Little Ponds. Little Ponds. All right. So uh, wind down music and then stick around for Little Ponds. And a sincere thank you for the... Oh, well, let's just do the music. This has been the Hollywood Fishbowl, and I've been your host, Jesse Kester. I will continue to be Jesse Kester. If you enjoyed what you heard, you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at HWFishbowl. We're also on the World Wide Web at www.hollywoodfishbowl.com. But it's not about us. It's about the guest. Thank you for having me. Ashley, where can, <laughs> where can people find you? People can find me at soundcloud.com backslash solar yellow human. And we didn't even get to why you chose those three I words. I know. Like, there's so much to keep talking about. And keep why did going. you choose? You have 34 seconds to explain why those words. Um, literally, a friend of mine was telling me about Mayan horoscopes. Uh-huh. And I did my birthday. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's, 21. it's solar yellow human. Is your horoscope? Is my Mayan horoscope. Okay. And I was like... And I read it. It was like super awesome. Like the whole thing. I, I recommend looking at your Mayan horoscope. It's kind of awesome. Anyway, then I also thought... Your solar plexus is your yellow chakra, ah. and you're in that area. It's like all about um, confidence and not caring what other people think. And I figured, well, I know half the people are going to hate this name. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, my friend was like, "Actually, you sound like a like a high school garage band." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just people either love it or they just hate it. Okay. And I feel like I like the fact that that name itself can actually symbolize um, not caring what other people think. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a little weird, but I'm weird. But I also feel like my music has a tinge of psychedelicness in it. It does indeed. And I feel like once it's called Cello Yellow Human, in your head you can actually hear the psychedelicness come out more. Okay. Than if I'm just marketing myself as just like Mike Make My Name. Okay. As like a, it sounds more singer-songwriter. Yep, yep, yep. When yep, yep. my music is a little bit weird, it's not like, it's, it's like a lot of things, but it's also not like anything else. It's just, it is. Um, but I also think, you know, solar yellow human, how's your saying with the pressure? It takes a little pressure off me. It becomes more about like what's inside me as opposed to like my facade. Yep. 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 yep, So yeah, all these things. All right. Well, get ready over the next eight months. Solar yellow human will be releasing one song a year and you're about to hear, what was the title again? This one's called little pond, little pond, like a, like a chessboard ponds. Oh, ponds. Like little ponds on the chessboard. Yes. Little ponds. Crow's eyes are on her She feels them from the dark corner She lays on her bed The owl stares over her head When the rain pours down 
road you've been on I have been on too Always remember I am right behind you There's a whisper of laughter doesn't want our path shown You're not crazy And you're not alone When the rain pours down And my love can no longer be We're just little pawns In a world so mean Cause they know Once we reach the end We are queens We are queens Thank you. <laughs>